Hey everyone, welcome to the Dishes and Doctrine podcast. I'm Rachel, your host, and this is episode number 59. It's almost hard to believe that this is only the second episode I've been able to record here in 2020, and it's also kind of hard to believe that it's only March. It seems like so much has gone on this year. We are currently in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, definitely not anything I ever thought that I would say. And I don't know about you, but in the last week or so, I have refreshed my Facebook and Twitter feeds way too many times to count. It seems like the news is changing almost hourly. I've watched more cases of the coronavirus creep nearer and nearer to our rural county. Church gatherings have been reduced to online mediums. Friends have been scrambling to figure out how to continue educating their children at home. Worries keep creeping into my own heart. Will I run out of formula? What if a family member or a close friend contracts the virus? It could go on and on. In the last 24 hours or so, we've started to receive word of friends who have been indefinitely laid off from their jobs with doubts as to whether there will even be a position to go back to when this crisis passes. Now, ironically, while everyone is adjusting to their new life stuck at home, I have joked that I don't feel all that much different. I've basically been quarantined for the last four months or so since my health issues began again. I haven't been able to drive since my most recent seizures in December, so uh, things like Walmart and church functions have been my big outings for each week. And now even those are canceled for the foreseeable future. Now, while this time at home for me for the last few months has been difficult, I do feel like I've begun to learn and even relearn some vital truths for growth in my life that hopefully I can take with me into the future. And since you may have a little more time on your hands, I figured I'd share them with you. The first thing I want to share with you is that weakness is a good thing. Listen to 2 Corinthians 12, 9. It says, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now, before you just fast forward the rest of this point, go back and listen to that verse. His power is made perfect in our weakness. The word perfect carries the idea of something that is finished or completed. It's similar to the words that Jesus spoke on the cross. It is finished. That's in John 19.30. Or Paul's words to Timothy, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. That's in 1 Timothy 4.7. And in these examples, God is working to fulfill or accomplish his ultimate purposes. Jesus completed the task that he came to earth to do through his death on the cross. Paul, through the strength of his father, fulfilled his calling as a missionary of the gospel. In other words, the divine power is working in areas that we tend to be the most embarrassed about by completing our transformation into the image of Christ. Our inabilities, our struggle with repetitive sins, our exhaustion, and our doubt are all dark backdrops on which God's power is most beautifully displayed. I really love what the CSB Study Bible notes say on this verse. Here's what it says. The sufficiency of divine grace may be easier to grasp 
intellectually than through experience, especially for those who are naturally inclined to self-reliance. God ensured that Paul never got away from grace. God's glorious power is more evident when it's displayed in weak vessels. Can you relate? I know I sure can. Remember in the next weeks and months that your weakness is an opportunity to look not to yourself, but to the one who holds everything in his all-sufficient hands. You may lose your physical health because of the coronavirus. You may lose your financial stability because of this crisis. You may even lose your temper with your kids for the 100th time. Each of those areas of weakness are things that are forcing you to your knees and pointing your heart to the one who can actually rescue it from you from it. So weakness is a good thing. Okay, number two, help is a good thing. Whenever I experience my larger seizures, I usually struggle with memory for some time afterwards. In fact, I even struggle remembering major things in my life, such as the fact that I had a three-week-old baby who needed care. Surprisingly, it took me until the next morning after my ER visit to comprehend that I hadn't fed or changed him in a long time, and I had no idea who had been taking care of him while I was, quote, off duty. Through a combination of dear friends, a competent uncle, and older siblings, and a caring husband, my newborn son was totally fine. I hadn't asked, partly because I physically couldn't, but help was readily given. And that concept continued with meals from our church family, rides to worship team practices and coffee dates, texts just to check in, and fruit baskets just because. I've told several people that I've never felt more loved than I have in the last few months. The next season of all of our lives is pretty unknown. We have no idea what will develop from the thousands of cases of coronavirus in our country. Will it taper off quickly? Will it get dramatically worse? We do know, however, that there will be those in our life who need help. It may be an elderly neighbor who needs us to make sure that they have enough groceries and toilet paper, but that's a whole nother conversation. It may be a friend who has lost their job and needs some financial help to make ends meet. It may be someone who needs the news of spiritual health available to them through Jesus. I know that this is a scary time for all of us, but as history has shown us, the church thrives during times of difficulty. Ask God to give you open eyes to the needs of those right around you. And the opposite might also be true during this time. You may need food, money, or encouragement during this time. Don't be afraid to reach out to a friend or a leader at your church. You may be surprised how eager others are to help. Isolation does not have to mean inattention. Help is a good thing. And finally, number three, simplicity is a good thing. Now, although I haven't quite experienced it yet, experienced it yet, I have heard that others with different life situations are finding themselves suddenly with some extra time in their schedules. Working from home cuts out commute times and late meetings. Church online removes conversations with others after the service. Even social distancing keeps us from spending too much time at a restaurant or a grocery store. Our lives have been forcibly simplified. 
There is danger, however, in approaching all of this extra time without a clear, purposeful plan. It's amazing how much time can be sucked up in watching the same news rephrased in a thousand different ways. It's stunning how hours can fly by in YouTube clips. Now, I'm praying that I might be able to use the simplicity of this season of cancellations to finish a few books that have been collecting dust on my nightstand. I'd love to do some more research for a Bible study I've been working on way since last year. I'd love to breathe in some fresh spring air and pull some weeds and clear out some dead branches from wintertime. This time of simplicity in our schedules is a gift in so many ways. We now have more time for so many important things that often get overlooked. Prayer, Bible study, family games, needed conversations, exercise, you could go on and on. Yes, It does feel strange to not have a packed calendar full of meetings and ministry and travel, but cherish it. This won't last forever. Simplicity is a good thing. I'm sure there will be so much more to learn as this epidemic continues, but my biggest prayer is that our faith will be strengthened, that the love of Christ will be shown to our neighbors in tangible ways, and that a refining work will be done in the church as we are scattered through this season. I'll close with a short verse from Job 42.2 that says, I know that you can do all things, that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. I'm so glad to be able to touch base with you for just a few minutes, and I am praying for those in my community those in my church, and even those of you who listen to this podcast, that you will learn to rely more and more on him throughout this season. As always, make sure to head over to rachelperera.me. You'll find all my contact info there, and I'd love to hear how I can more specifically be praying for you during this time. Until next time, rest in him.